Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get lady time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi ho ho, it's me, Catherine Bigelow, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Just Babby. At this point, we have an on-and-off relationship with Paul. You know, it's kind of, some days he's here, some days he's gone, and we're just going to have to deal with that. I I don't know when he's going to be gone for good, until he texts me that he's no longer going to be a part of the program. I'm just going to assume that he's going to be on sometimes. Occasionally. Occasionally. Um, but we actually have, I don't know what the opposite of a slam dunk is. I guess like trying to do a half court shot as the buzzer is going and then like not even hitting the backboard. Hitting someone in the crowd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hitting Drake in the crowd as he's running up, yelling at his players, telling them what to do. (laughs) Um, yeah, because we reported on things last week, exciting things. Um, like PlayStation subscriptions that turned out to be a big oopsie-doopsie for PlayStation, but we'll get into that. Um, the Oscars happened the day after we recorded a podcast. Oh, how naive we were. That It's hard to imagine a time before the slap. Yeah, now I don't care about it. So. Yeah, I don't really care about it either. It's been too long. News cycles already forgotten. <laughs> people are still talking about it, and it's like, can we Uh-oh. please That's talk like about something else? Because yeah. uh, Will Smith resigned from the Academy, um, but because I think the Academy was going to be like looking into him or like doing an official review, and so he pulled a Nixon, and instead of getting. Um, you can't do that. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to impeach me. I'm going to leave. So that's I basically can't. what happened. Um, with Jimmy. I mean, like, people got genuinely mad, which was funny. Like, yeah. These are two rich dudes, like, in our room full <laughs> of rich people. And, like, one little slap didn't do anything, and everybody left richer. So, like, what's, right. the, what's the point? Nobody was hurt or affected by anything that happened that night. <laughs> no. And I think it, it's a little bit unfortunate because there was some cool things that happened um, with, like, Coda winning. Um, we had our first deaf actor get... Uh, he won for Best Supporting um, Role. So we've had our first deaf actor win. Um, oh, who not won for directing? It was um, Jane Campion... For Power of the Dog, that's the third woman to ever win that award, following right after Chloe Zhao won last year for Nomadland. Um, frankly, not not deserved. But, um, you know, we're, we're making some good strides with inclusivity and in who's winning, and the only thing that people can talk about is when Will Smith got really angry and hit Chris Rock. Yeah, but the memes. The memes were funny. It was pretty funny, but... It's the best thing the Oscars has done in a long time, and it wasn't part of their freaking show. So. <laughs> no. No, it was not. 
but we did get some twists. I guess I guess we can just talk about the Oscars since we're already talking about it. You know, I had been um, predicting for months that Licorice Pizza was going to win Best Picture. Not only did Licorice Pizza not win Best Picture, I don't think it won a single thing, which is shocking. God. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy about that, but I, I, this is really going to make a lot of people in the industry upset. Like, I've seen, like, Edgar Wright absolutely loved Licorice Pizza. I'm pretty sure Ryan Johnson did, too. Um, like, a lot of, like, the film podcasts I listen to, they loved Licorice Pizza. I uh, thought it was Paul Thomas Anderson's best, which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, I think that's going to surprise a lot of people that Licorice Pizza didn't win anything. Um, but Coda won, which I actually saw today as of um, us recording this. Um, this weekend I saw three movies, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Middleist, Little Miss Sunshine, and Coda. And I think Coda... It's probably my favorite out of the three. Um, Yo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Very shocking. Yeah. Uh, but Little Miss Sunshine is, is an excellent film. Um, I do need to say that. Um, Steve Carell, as a suicidal man, is probably the funniest role he's ever been in. And he was the office Your guy. comedy actor. <laughs> this was, I think it was his first movie was Little Miss Sunshine. I don't remember if he was... This must have been, like, in the early days of The Office. It was, like, mid-2000s. Um, but, yeah, like, nobody knew who Steve Carell was, and they were just like, you know, let's get this funny guy from The Office to play a suicidal gay dude, and uh, he, he kills it. it it's, a, it's a great movie. Um, and then My Neighbor Totoro... Um, you know, it's fine. I didn't really love it or hate it. burned at the stake. I know. That, that is a very unpopular opinion. Um, but, you know, I think when I watch Ghibli movies, I think the story is usually the worst part of all of them. I don't know if that's really a stretch. Um, I feel like the third acts usually fall flat. Um, and then in Totoro, nothing really happens. Like, and I think that's the appeal for a lot of people, is that there isn't a story. And that it's just like, you're just following these kids and their mom is in the hospital. And so it's like, you're basically just like following what it's like to have a family member in the hospital while also having a big bear guy live in a big tree. But uh, I will say, it's called My Neighbor Totoro, and Totoro's maybe in four scenes. He's barely in the thing. Um, it's it's a, mostly about kids, um, which is fine. But, you know, it wasn't for me. And it isn't, like, the best-looking one. I think this one was pretty early in their um, run. So it was not as beautiful as, like, Princess Mononoke or even, like, Spirited Away. Um, but I digress. Coda was really flipping fantastic. I saw it, um, well, actually, I saw it a while ago. It was, like, nine hours ago. So... I saw uh, the, the the old people's special time at, like, noon. Matinee, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I actually had, a, like, a really weird theater experience because I got, like, my tickets at, like, I think it was, like, at 10 a.m. And, like, I was the only person in my row. There was, like, some people in the back, and I'm like, okay, whatever. They're showing it because it won Best Picture, 
So I am expecting some people to be there. Um, and then I get there and I'm like right in the middle and like about five minutes into trailers, like five old people like walk in and four of them sit on my left and then one of them <laughs> sits right next to me on my right. So I'm surrounded by old people. Uh, and the one that's on my right is uh, very obviously a chain smoker because she uh, smells like cigarette smoke. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to have to smell this the whole time. And I thought about just being like, hey, do you want to switch seats? Because you're obviously with these people. You just get up and move in a whole thing. Oh, see, now this is the Joker's twist of it all. I was like about ready to do that when one minute later another group of old people come in and take up the other side of the row. So, like, at this point, the only spots that are available are right in front. Like, you know, like, too close to the, the screen. And so I'm stuck there in this row that is full of old people, and they're all, like, talking to each other. Um, but the guy who was sitting on my left, he, I believe, was actually deaf. Because he was mm. signing to the person next to him. Which is very fitting, because CODA is about deaf people. And yes, that is true. I think specifically CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults. Um, and it is uh, the story about a 17-year-old girl who lives with uh, her two parents and her older brother, and all of them are deaf. And they work on a fishing boat, and she goes to school, and she joins choir to... Um, get close to this guy that she likes um and so it's kind of like the the conflict of like she wants to kind of be her own person but also her entire family depends on her because she interprets for them and no one else on the dock that they work at knows sign language so it's like this push and pull of of that of her wanting to gain independence and uh, her family's dependence on her. Uh, it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, and, you know, to the movie's credit, all three deaf people are played by real deaf people. Um, uh, both the mom, dad, and brother, all played by deaf actors, which I think is pretty G-dang cool. Uh, I didn't know that there were that many deaf actors, uh, except there was that one in A Quiet Place. I believe the daughter in A Quiet Place is actually deaf, too. Um, so nice to see us uh, making some strides, getting some stuff done there. Uh, as someone with hearing stuff, it's nice to see that. And uh, good old Greg Marcus, every single showing of the movie had uh, closed captions on so that, mm. so that deaf people could actually watch the movie in theaters which I thought was a very nice touch by Mr. Greg Marcus. I don't know if it's like that everywhere. I imagine there's captions on when they're... There's yeah, I, I saw Spider-Man with captions. Yeah, I know they've started to do that. I saw Encanto yeah. with, with I captions, I did it on accident, too. but, like, yeah, there are showings where there's captions. I like that. That was also at a Marcus Theater, though, so I don't know if everybody does that. Um, when I saw Encanto, it was at an AMC. And they add captions. So I don't know if it's just starting to do a thing. It's like once a day, they'll have like a one with captions mm -hmm. on. Um, I mean, but, I use captions usually. So like this. Yeah, I usually do too. 
Except when I go to a theater, I usually don't like it because it's so loud anyways, I can usually understand it. Yeah, yeah. But in a, every other time I watch anything, it's with captions on. Um, but yeah, I like that. Because um, there are like long extended scenes in the movies where it's just sign language. Um, so I imagine, I don't know, it might be playing closed captions everywhere. Because I would imagine that you would need to know what's happening there. Uh, it isn't like in the old Star Wars movies where like aliens talk to each other in alien languages, and then you have to like kind of figure out what they're saying. And then George Lucas added closed captions after the fact. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And that one, so I was right about one thing. My one. Uh, prediction was that Dune was going to win a lot of the lower Oscars, like the more production side stuff, so like best editing, sound, costumes, stuff like that, and then Licorice Pizza was going to win best picture. I was wrong that Licorice Pizza did not win best picture. Coda won best picture, but Dune did win a lot of the production side Oscars. I believe they won like six or seven. It was pretty impressive. Uh, they won for uh, cinematography, uh, editing, I think score, yeah, score, uh, production design, sound, visual effects, yeah, so a lot of those, which I think is deserved, because it was probably one of the best big blockbuster movies I've seen in a really long time especially from a production angle. It's a, it's a very beautiful movie. It's awesome. Yes. Very big fan of uh, Dune. But, yeah. That I bet it on sound design, because that was, like, my biggest takeaway. is like, this sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, the audio mixing was great. Yeah, and the score, too. It was, like, really mm-hmm. good. Hans Zimmer. Classic. Legend. Yes. So, very, very excited about that. Um... Yeah, the the one thing, it didn't win costuming, which I'm surprised, because I, when you know, go back to our archives, um, when I saw Dune the first time, I couldn't stop raving about the Dune suits and how cool mm-hmm. they are. They're pretty cool. They are pretty neat. I really enjoy the Dune suits, and uh, it didn't win that. Cruella won that. Mm. I don't know why. But I think I think the whole thing it inspired is... an entire generation of new goth alt girls. That's why. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I think it's like uh, Last Night in Soho, where there's like a fashion element to it, and I'm, that's probably Maybe. what it is. But Last Night in Soho didn't get nominated for costume design. I don't know if it got nominated for anything. Um, yeah, that one and Pig, both of those got got snubbed this year. Because um, I think. Um, Last Night in Soho could have won production design too just with all the like really cool lighting stuff that they did they, 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 they did some cool stuff some cool cinematography um, but you know doesn't you know it's cool that, that Coda won I'm, I'm a very big fan of Coda I don't know where I would rank it in terms of best picture noms I think I like it more than Dune, it's probably tied with Nightmare Alley, because I really enjoyed Nightmare Alley, too. 
Um, so it's it's probably my favorite one then. So I'm glad it won. But I haven't seen Belfast or Don't Look Up or Drive My Car um, or West Side Story. But I don't plan on seeing West Side Story. And I haven't seen King Richard either, although I think that movie is controversial now. Everybody hates Will Smith. And I hate Will Smith. I love Will Smith. It's funny seeing people post, like, uh, like uh, videos of him being like, you know, you, you have to be nonviolent, like back in the 90s when he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a little silly. Hey, some people don't leave their, leave their house. No, it's like sometimes you just got to slap someone. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't know if he should have hit him. But, like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I literally couldn't care. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that was cool to see. And, you know, the meat that's brought from it. Nobody got long-term affected. Nothing no, happened. No, no, it doesn't really affect. It's not going to hurt Chris Rock. Uh, it's, it actually helps Chris Rock. It does help Chris Rock. Because he can turn this into a stand-up man. joke. Yeah. I saw someone uh, said... That in his first show, he could have, um, <laughs> he should have come out in like a, like a neck brace and a sling and be like, yeah, I'm, I just have these because I think I'm going to make a joke about Shaq's wife. I'm like that would have been a, that would have been a good joke. That would have been a good joke. A little extra, but yeah. It would have been funny, mm-hmm. but I don't think he said anything because he did like his first gig since the Oscars, like. Like I think earlier this week, maybe on like Tuesday or Wednesday, and uh, I didn't hear anything about it, so must not have been that important. But yeah, that was the Oscars. Pretty fun. I should probably mention I I pulled up this article um, because I I wanted to see how many female directors have won directing. Uh, it is it is only three, um, but. Uh, the first one is very famous because it's James Cameron's wife, uh, Catherine Bigelow, who or ex-wife, ex-wife, very important, because I believe it was for um, oh, what's that Jeremy Renner bomb movie, The Hurt Locker. Uh, I hate Jeremy Renner, but that's besides the <laughs> point. Um, <laughs> uh, and that went against Avatar. And I don't know if they gave it to Catherine Bigelow because they wanted to really rub sand in James Cameron's eyes just to be like, ha-ha, we gave your ex-wife the the Oscar for Best Director instead of you for a Blue Cat movie. Um, I don't know. But it's kind of funny. So that's that. That's the Oscars. Everybody's crying because... Um, Dune didn't win Best Picture. I don't know. I don't care. I want enough stuff. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I, I know. It's all good to me. But speaking of disappointments, let's talk about gaming. That's that's uh, what uh, gamers say whenever they talk about their parents. True. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of unfortunate events that happened this week. Um, first thing happened, Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed again. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw it coming. It's a little unfortunate, 
but um, this did happen to the last one. <laughs> because uh, Breath of the Wild 1 was supposed to come out in 2016, and then they pushed it to spring of 2017, and uh, Breath of the Wild 2 was supposed to come out this year, and they delayed it to spring of 2023. Um, I'm convinced Don't that... Don't worry, guys, it's only a year away. It's only a year away. And it's only been six years <laughs> since the first game. <laughs> this is this. They wait until releases. That's that's what everyone has been saying. Where it's like, they they didn't actually need to delay it because of the game. They wanted to delay it to sync up with the Switch Pro coming out in the spring of twenty twenty three, which is what happened to the first one. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> so it worked the first time. It can work another time. It did. Um, will I get a Switch Two to play Breath of the Wild Two? Yes. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the unfortunate thing. But, you know, we'll see. Or they'll call it a Switch U, and I think that would be really funny. That would be very bad. That <laughs> would be the worst decision that um, they could make, because the Wii U didn't sell very well, because people were confused about what it was. So I don't think making a Switch U is necessarily a great idea. Um, but, yeah. No other news. There was, like, a shot of, like, the Master Sword being, like, absolutely busted. And, um... <laughs> someone, uh... Like, made a meme of, uh... The... <laughs> the tree in Breath of the Wild. There's He says, like, a line where it's like, this, uh, this sword has been passed down from generation to generation. You should guard it with your life. And then they cut in the... The shot of the sword, like, broken in half and rusted. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But, you know, there's nothing else that really came of it. But we, that's not it. There's two other disappointing things that happened this Let's week. Let's go. I know, I'm very pumped. Um, we got the PlayStation Plus changes. This was codenamed Project Spartacus. We talked about it last week. PlayStation's response to Xbox Game Pass is the... Do, does this have the the possibility to go up against Game Pass as one of the best gaming subscriptions ever? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, people are very upset about this, uh, and I am I am one of them, because the only thing I wanted to do was play Red Dead Redemption One, and that is not going to be possible. Uh, Played on PC. I can't. Uh, I still have to stream it. Oh. Yeah, that's that's why. Here here's what we got. Okay. So PlayStation Plus, already a service. It's like Xbox Live, if for those who don't know. You gotta pay PlayStation sixty dollars a year or ten dollars a month to play games online, which is free for PC, but consoles for some reason like getting money for absolutely no reason. Yep. I, uh, Nintendo didn't used to do this, and now they did start doing this. PlayStation didn't used to do it either. Yeah, Xbox did it, and then PlayStation ha- was free on the PS3. Then once they moved to the PlayStation 4, they realized that they could get money for doing nothing. Then and it's like so. Xbox came back, and it's like, here's the best game subscription service ever created to yes. like pay for their sins. So, Yeah, and then PlayStation's like, we can do that too. And then, oops. And um, so... What we got now, um, we got three tiers. 
the first tier is basically what you're paying for already. $10 a month, uh, uh, $60 a year. Um, PlayStation Plus Essential is what they're calling it. Um, just being able to play online. You're getting those two or three free monthly games, um, just like now. Um, so no price change there. That's fine. PlayStation Plus Extra. This is the, I guess, silver tier. Um, PlayStation Plus, but you get uh, access to about 400 PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games. Um, and they do specify that these are going to be PlayStation Originals and third-party games. Um, so you're probably getting your, your Bloodborns, your... Uh, I don't even know what other third-party games that aren't owned by Microsoft at this point. Uh, Capcom games, Bandai Namco. You might be able to play The Phantom Pain, so I guess there's that. Um, but that, instead of $10 a month, $15 a month, uh, or $100 yearly. Uh, so about, uh, I mean, about double the yearly thing, about uh, then 50% monthly um so i don't know if that's worth it but then they got a, they got an, another tier on top of that playstation plus premium this is the premium package everything from the previous tiers and a library of playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 and playstation portable games psp let's go psp um everything being able to download except the playstation 3 I don't know why. <laughs> they didn't say why. Um, there have been employees for PlayStation coming out saying that it is possible to emulate PlayStation 3 games. Sony just doesn't want to do it for some reason. Um, add that and maybe you've got something. Um, but that is $18 a month or $120 yearly. So that's not a crazy jump from the second tier. It's about $3. Uh, $3 a month, $20 a year. That's fine. That's fine pricing. I think if uh, those PlayStation 3 games, able to download them, because right now you have to use the PlayStation Now video game streaming to play PlayStation 3 games, but not for PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation Portable. You can play PlayStation Portal games downloaded to your PS5, but you can't play PlayStation <laughs> 3 games. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know why they did this. Um, maybe this is the prototype. Maybe they'll add it later. But the employees who came out and basically bashed PlayStation for not adding emulation for PlayStation 3 uh, have basically said they're too lazy to do it and they don't want to. So if that's true, that's very disappointing. Um, but I guess we'll see how successful this is. This is coming out this summer, so I guess we'll see. We'll get more, uh, details about what this library is going to be talking about. Uh, I did hear, I think the Sony president came out and said that the third-party games are the ones that you're actually going to want to play. Like, they aren't going to be skimping on those, um, which, you know, big if true but they have not released any titles that are going to be on this service. So, very disappointing. I was very excited for this, uh, especially since Game Pass is only $10 a month. You're basically playing double that for less features. 
a little weird. Uh, I guess you're getting a better library, probably. I don't know, but it's 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 a crime, frankly, and not not a very good alternative to uh, Xbox Game Pass because you know for us PC gamers we can get Game Pass onto PC, just download everything. It's very nice. Uh, and the game selection's better, and the game selection's pretty dang epic. No controller support, and that's a crime. Basically, if you move Xbox Game Pass PC to Steam, you have an absolute great deal, but the Xbox app absolutely kills it for me. Because I there's so many yeah, games I want to play. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I want to play all these fun games, and they like it'll flash a warning that says, like, game is optimized for PC with a controller, and then it fades away, and then you are stuck to play the, with a keyboard and mouse, which doesn't really work for a lot of the games I like to play. So that's very disappointing. Although I have heard that Steam is open to uh, moving Xbox Game Pass over. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It would create a monopoly if that happens. They'd have the whole gaming industry unlocked. <laughs> Especially if uh, Sony is still making these uh, Dumbo brain decisions. Because, yeah. yeah, you can play all these on PC. So you don't need to have a PlayStation 5 or a PlayStation 4 even to, you know, play these PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PSP games, or, your, you know, your PS3 games if you want to stream them. Um, you will just be going through the PlayStation app uh, on your desktop, and uh, that's fine, but you're still paying $18 a month and $10 of that is something that you're not even going to use, which is PlayStation Plus. So that doesn't make a lot of sense for PC people, even though I see what you're trying to do, which is to get PC people interested in the PlayStation lineup of stuff. They've released games on Steam. God of War performed very well for Steam and Sony. So I see they're trying to, like... Like, hey, PC people, are you interested in playing these Sony blockbusters? Probably. You just got to not make it $18 a month. So, well, yeah, I'm very disappointed, um, you know, because Game Pass is, is one of the best deals of, uh, of gaming right now. So, yeah, dumb, dumb decision. But that's not all the bad news. We got another one. E3 is gone. Let's go. I'm not excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) I love E3. Uh, Even though it is very cringy, that is the best part. Uh, I love watching people fail miserably on stage. Uh, (laughs) Putting developers with no (laughs) social speaking, like public speaking skills on this point. It's great. Yeah, it's funny, like, getting, like, you know, Sean Murray from No Man's Sky... Like, he is not a public speaker. He just makes games. He just doesn't really know. <laughs> He's not well, very good. Which Jed, who's never gone on side, make fun of him. Yeah, and everyone. It's just like a great cycle of events. <laughs> it's all just introverts making fun of each other, and it's really funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that is canceled for this year. They said that they are going to come back in 2023, which does raise the question, what happened? Like, what what's going on this year that you would cancel it because they aren't doing a uh there's no digital show either it's straight up canceled because last year we had a digital show 
So I don't know what's going on in E3 world, um, but I guess on the plus side, Summer Games Fest is still happening. Jeff Keighley is still doing that. So, uh, you know, that that might get some better titles, even though it did premiere Elden Ring last time. But I guess even better than that, it'll get the Naughty Dog reveal. Probably True. not. Probably not. Um, but I guess we'll see. So, yeah, a lot of disappointing news for gaming this this uh, week. Very unfortunate. Um, next week, Lego Star Wars will be out. So I will be giving my thoughts and feelings if it's the best game ever made. Uh, probably. I, probably not, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, but that comes out on Tuesday. I think the 5th, so I'm going to be going to my local Best Buy on Tuesday. It's going to be great. Um, but speaking of more disappointing news, we're going to move on to show news. This whole thing has just been one big disappointment after the other, pretty much. Nice. I know. It's very sad to me. But uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show has been delayed. Oh, no. By two days. I, I just wanted to, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, dramatic pause. <laughs> it's been delayed by two days. Uh, instead of coming out on the 25th of May, it has been pushed back to the unbearable 27th of May. It's I don't, not even a fun date. No, it's not. Uh, I don't know. The 25th isn't really a fun date either. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but, you know, instead of one episode, we're getting two episodes that week, and then subsequent episodes will still debut on Wednesdays, which if you don't know why that is, Disney released Loki on a Wednesday after releasing WandaVision and Cap, uh, whatever, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Fridays, I think, and they did it on a Wednesday, and they saw the most viewership out of any of them. And so they assumed that the reason why is because they released it on a Wednesday and not because a bunch of prepubescent girls have a crush on Tom Hiddleston. But I digress. They are, they are adamant that all of their shows are going to debut on Wednesdays and release new episodes on Wednesdays because they are convinced that that is the secret of getting high viewership on Disney+. Plus. So they said, that's not... <laughs> I don't... So then they're like, nope... Uh, that it's coming out on a Friday. You're getting two episodes, and then they're going to debut on Wednesdays after that because that's still the secret. We just have to. I don't know. I don't. They didn't give a reason, so I'm just speculating as to why they pushed it back two days. Uh, it's probably because they had some pro Taiwan propaganda in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and the Chinese censors were cracking down, they had to do some reshoots. That would be my guess. That could be. That could be. I don't know. Frankly, I'm not Dave Filoni or Ewan McGregor, the, the two people who wrote and directed the show. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't seen any of the writing credits, but I just assume that Ewan McGregor is heavily involved in the production of this program. And he's probably behind why it's delayed. It's probably like his birthday is the 27th or something, and he wanted it to be on his birthday because he wanted a lot of nice Twitter messages. 
or bad Twitter messages. This show could be horrible, hot garbage trash. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's it for uh, news this week. It's been very sad. So, I know. Hopefully, Bebby can redeem this episode a little bit by bringing us some joy. I don't have any albums this week, um, but I do have stuff. So okay, <laughs> no joy. Um, there's there's still joy. It's just not album worth of joy. Next oh, okay. week will be the big the big week. Um, right, but you know it, it, it. This was the April first Friday week, so like music was already going to be on hold. True, just because stupid idiot like oh Kendrick's dropping <laughs> crazy. You'll have funny original. It was um, pretty funny. Do something better, like post a Peppa Pig rea- reaction. You know yeah. Like? We are funnier um, than them. We're frankly. funny. Uh, so the only album that dropped this week that was on my radar was a Dreamville Gangsta Grills mixtape that I have not heard yet. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. I just haven't had time to get to it. Wow. Um, but that could be that'll be fun. Just <laughs> a whole bunch of Dreamville people on with some DJ drama ad libs. So oh, okay. Like here. That's fun. Um, so I'll give a review of that next week, but it'll be very brief considering what we have next week. Um, this week was more like uh, going back and just listening to the stuff that I've been listening to for the past couple of weeks and really listening to it more. Okay. I feel like there's been too much. Um, That's smart. So uh, I wanted to bring up um, Rosalia's uh, Moto Mommy again because I finished that record. I oh. forgot to talk about it last week. Um, but it's a really, really good album. It took me a while to get used to it, but, uh, it's really great. Um, it's, it's varied. It's like, there's a lot of different stuff going on. Slow ballads. You got some Yeezus style bangers. Oh, you gotta um, love Yeezus. Gotta love Yeezus. I think Hentai is still my favorite song. That song's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, it's like real hentai. Exactly. So good. I, I don't like, I don't like hentai. Wow. But I like the song. Okay. Hot take. That's a very um, hot take. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but cute, like with a million views, it's pretty. It's a pretty good song too. The closer's like a flip on Kanye's Pinocchio story, and it's really, really great. Um, so really good record. Um, I don't listen to it too much, but like I'll put it on every once in a while. Um, and I want to bring up Denzel Curry again because I really liked the album last week, but oh boy, do I absolutely love it now. I listened um, to it too, and I really like yeah, it. Yeah, it is so good. Um, I was questioning whether it was like, I think I said it was like on par with Taboo last week, but I'm taking that out. This is the best rap album of the year. Um, best album he's released. It's so good. It just I'm took a, a lot fan. more lessons for me to like really get into it, but it's oof, so good. Um, but I'm going to call it Rap Album of the Year right now, this week, just so it's known that I have that out there, because next week it will might change. Um, well, what's going on next week? Next week we have the new Vince Staples record. Um, oh. Ramona Park Broke My Heart. He announced that, like, during the Oscars. Yeah. Like, the slap happened, and then two hours later Vince like, let me drop a song and, like, <laughs> announce the album release date. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess when the timeline was hopping, he's like, let me just squeeze in there. True. For your real estate going on. <laughs> That'll be out next week. It is 16 tracks, so it's going to be more of a full album. Um, his self-titled one was from last year was uh, 22 minutes and 2 seconds. Yeah, um, it's pretty short. This one's going to be a lot longer. <laughs> um, 
but he dropped Rose Street with it, a uh, new single, pretty good. I think I like this one more than Magic. Magic took a while to grow on me, um, but Rose Street's pretty sick. Um, and Billy Woods is dropping next week. Billy Woods, uh, a new solo album, first oh. one since 2019, coming out next week. Uh, very, very hyped for that one. Um, there's a lot of underground New York people uh, featured on that album, so it's going to be interesting. Um, so heavy hitters next week for the hip hop category. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And Father John the, Misty. And Father John Misty, yes, that's also coming out next week. Very. We'll be doing a first reaction to that. So. Yes. Tuned. Very influential uh, in the hip hop community. Really is. I feel like there's probably more coming out next week, but those are the three that are on my radar. And Kendrick. Um, yeah, Kendrick's coming out next week. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's been coming out every week. It's crazy. Yeah, it is a little weird. Keeps saying he's going to drop songs, and then he pushes it back a week. I just don't get it. I've been following his Instagram, and he just says, oops, sorry. Like black or something, and now people are like (laughs) messing with the levels to see if they can see a hidden message. (laughs) I did see that uh, he did Dondify his uh, Spotify profile. People on the Reddit like, like went into the image and tried to like, Correct the colors to see if that image popped up. Those 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 guys are way too They're down bad. Starved. They are starving. <laughs> um, I'm cool with waiting though. We got a lot of good stuff coming. When yeah. it comes, it'll be here and it's gonna be great. So well, we got two months. We got two months. Yeah. Um, but I've been checking out old Vince Staples stuff again. Summertime '06. Revisited that. That record's amazing. Um, so just hyping myself up for the new Vince Staples one because I think that's gonna be great. Um, what else we got? King Gizzard dropped a new song <gasps> from their new record, Magenta what? Mountain. Um, I thought it was Omnium uh, Gatherium. Omnium Gatherium, I think, is the new record title. Oh, I thought that was the... Okay. No, no, no. The song's Magenta Mountain. Okay. Um, completely, like, big change of pace from Dripping Tap. Uh, it's not 18 minutes, but it's still six minutes, so it's still a longer one. This is going to be um, a long record, isn't it? It's going to be a very long record. There's 16 songs. Oh, frick. <laughs> and these two songs alone are 25 minutes, so... <laughs> okay, that that might that might deter if we're gonna do a reaction to it or not. I think we'll we'll see how long it is. Well, yeah, we'll see the runtime. Um, but this one's a lot more Butterfly Three Thousand E. It seems like it kind of came from this from like that style, but there's still a prog um, jam band style to it. So I'm really liking where they're going. I think every like the styles are gonna be very different, but I think the main consistent thing is like this is gonna be a jam band thing. So there's gonna be a lot of like interplay in the songs themselves and it's just going to be a jam session this song is and it's really really great the synths are awesome um there's a little bit of guitar into it which like makes it really weird because it's like butterfly 3000 is so smooth with the synths this mm-hmm. one adds that guitar and brings a little bit more of a rock style to it but a really good track um i think the dripping tap is still slightly better but like these two are both heavy hitters so this record's gonna be sick yeah i haven't listened to the new i did listen to the dripping tap Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really my style. I'm not a big prog guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Longest song guy plus prog rock type. Yeah, song. I'm not really big prog. Yeah. Um, so I th- I thought it was it was fun, but like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna listen. It's 18 minutes. It's 18 minutes. So it's it's not like I'm gonna be throwing it on all the time. No, but I do need to I, check out the new song. Magenta Mountain's really sick. Yeah. Um, I think the new record like. When, when I saw that they were going to do more of, like, a gumboot soup style, where they were like, let's just combine all the styles we've done mm-hmm. and, like, make a record where it's very, like, different, 
But this one seems like it's more cohesive, even though it's going to be different styles. So I think this one's going to hit hard. I think so. It'll be good. It'll be Probably. Good. I hope so. They don't yes. usually put out bad stuff. I don't think they've missed, to be honest. So, no. um, I mean, LW or KG of the LW series was a little bit weaker than LW, but wow. still a dub. Wow. Hot wow. takes. Hot takes. <laughs> um, what else we got? Freddie Gibbs. Uh, Frederick? Got the song Ice Cream featuring Rick Ross with Kenny Beats on the production. Oh, okay. Uh, hits hard. I don't know why he's making like two minute songs, though. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Can you please make a longer song? Does he Always usually make like, short songs? I have, not this short. Like two minutes? That beat's like insane. It only goes <laughs> for two minutes. Yeah. But uh, I think his album's supposed to be dropping this year. Keeps teasing it, but nothing's happening. I don't know if these singles are on the album or what. Um, I don't know what's really going on there. I'm still waiting for the final Mad Lib album from the Mad Lib trilogy he's doing. Um just because, like, I think Pinata and Bandana are far superior to everything else he's done. Bandana is like instant classic, but we'll see what he's up to. Um, he just kind of drops songs out of the blue, so yeah. Hopefully, that comes. I think it is going to come this year. I just don't know when. Um, Probably this Friday. Yeah, yeah. No one. Four eight. Pretty Gibbs. Yeah. You heard it here first. It is going to happen. Trust yeah. me. Um, that's all I have new in the playlist. Uh, I don't think I listened to any, like, new post-punk stuff or ambient stuff this week. I think I listened to Earth 2, and that was the only thing. Um, okay. Earth 2. Let's look it up. Earth 2. Not what I expected the album to be. Um, I'll say that. Um, it's, I think it's Drone. I think that's the, the category um, the album cover and stuff deceived me because I thought it was going to be like a more pretty ambient record and it's literally just like droning guitars for an hour. Um, and my work week was very stressful and then I just had like <laughs> droning guitars for an hour while working on like insane deadlines. That's awesome. Um, so it was definitely a vibe. It was a vibe <laughs> going. It doesn't sound like a good vibe. I don't know. It, with, the, with this kind of stuff, it's like you just kind of put it on and it's just there. Um, not what I was expecting though. Like I was expecting a more pretty album, but I guess the sky is pretty dark on that cover. I think I should have read into that a little bit more. Um, but I started it and it was like a droning guitar intro and I'm like, well, it's kind of cool. And then like seven minutes later, it's still doing that. I'm like, okay, this is going to be my life. (laughs) I I noticed that the album cover says special low frequency version. Mm -hmm. Is there a regular, regular frequency version? No, I think that's just the art. Wow. Yeah. Well, then that makes sense. You should have known. It says it on the cover. I should have known. It's interesting, though. I, I can't say if I... I don't think I'll ever listen to it again. Like, okay. At least not for a while. But, like, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Godspeed is still just my vibe at the moment. I've listened to F Sharp A, Sharp Infinity, and the Razor Antennas, like, probably five times this week. It's just perfect stuff to, like, throw on while you're working because it's, like, an hour and a half or an hour long. Yeah. And it's just, like, super long, dragged-out songs. So it's, it's like, perfect working music. That is true. That is, I could see that. That mixed with the Denzel Curry and whatever else I play. I think I play Ants from up there, like, three times a week as well. Mm. Um, but 
That's the new stuff. Uh, Grammys is tomorrow. It's I think. Tom- oh, is it? I thought I don't it- think so. Mil Nas X said something about taking Grammys tonight, but I can't take anything he says seriously. Yeah, he dropped Montero Deluxe. So <laughs> I did. I saw that. That was a pretty good. Uh, that was good. I like that. Was it like Rihanna, YB, Never, whatever, Young yeah. Boy? Uh, I forgot who else was on it. It was pretty funny though. I still haven't listened uh, to it. I'm I'm waiting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna wait. It was very convincing with the Spotify playlist, though. It was. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh. Rihanna, Dua Lipa, Doja Cat, Tyler, the Creator, NBA Youngboy, Saucy Santana, and more will be yours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. That was so weird. It's like 7 p.m. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> like, yep, something, something fishy's going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but yes, the Grammys are tomorrow night. Um, so we'll see what happens with that, but... Uh, I guess this podcast will be out by the time it's over, but I still want to give some predictions. Okay. Okay. Just to see if I'm right or not, even though everybody will know if I'm right or not by the time this comes out. Um, True. But I'll you know, the year. Okay. Uh, mm, I don't even know what's like giving it to Taylor Swift as a cop out. I don't know if that's possible. I think, I think they're going to give it to Doja Cat. Okay. Um, it's possible. Doja Cat with the maybe Montero. Yeah, well, Don. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, I forgot. Don does not want an album of the year. No, it's not. Uh, Justice by Justin Bieber. You think that has a shot? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. What about Billie Eilish? She, she won an Oscar that one year. So I'm wondering if they're gonna. Do, they probably wouldn't do that again. I'm. I'm guessing. Probably not. And that record didn't get as much buzz as the last one. It did not. No. Um, and I like the first one better, anyways. But Hot I don't think they're gonna. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo could get it, too. That's true. That is true. He's, that She's album was hot. pretty big on the TikToks, so yeah. she could very well win. Um, I think Driver's License will probably get Song of the Year, though. I think that's probably fair. Or Leave the Door Open. Um, uh, yeah. I forgot about Lil that. Montero's in there, too. I don't know how Lil Nas X heavy they're going to go. Well, I guess we'll I feel see. like they could just, he could just sweep. I wouldn't mind Lil Nas X just sweeping. I think, I think he needs to win a couple at least. Yeah, I yeah. think he, he could sweep. Um, uh, best new artist. Uh, probably. I feel like they're giving it to Japanese Breakfast or Arlo Parks. You don't think they're gonna go Olivia Rodrigo? They could do that too. I I want to see Baby Keem or Japanese Breakfast. Yeah. What about the kid Leroy? <laughs> He's very hot right now. They would do that. <laughs> Macklemore moment. True. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Although Sweetie could get it too. There's there's a lot in here that could get it. Uh, yeah. Phineas would be a weird choice just because like he doesn't he technically uh, want a lot. Yeah, and Phineas's solo stuff is kind of mid, anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say like I don't feel like people talk about his stuff very yeah. much. Yeah, but I want to see Baby Keem win. Um, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. What do you think Pop is gonna Department. win Best Rap Album? Um, so I think they're gonna give it to J Cole. Just okay. because he hasn't won one yet, hmm. and Kanye's in hot water right now. He's very. Although rich. I think voting closed before the whole Pete Davidson thing. Oh um, no, Tyler. Tyler won in 2019 oh. for an album that wasn't rap. Um, <laughs> true. And they just gave one to Nas last year. That is true. So, 
Well, I'd want to see Dondo win. I think they're going to give it to Cole. But honestly, I'd be fine with any of these guys. All these guys are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Drake pulled out uh, Certified Lover Boy, so we don't have to worry. Very the rap good. Albums, very good. Like, if that won, I would have been lockers. very angry. Yeah, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay, good. What about Latin Pop? Big, Latin Pop. <laughs> what do you think's going to win? I don't know. <laughs> you don't think Selena Gomez has a shot? She's Latin? That's crazy. It's kind of racist. Sorry. I don't know, I guess. I Only just... Selena Gomez songs I've heard are just like straight pop music. I didn't hear like any Latin flair in there. Her, song, her album's called Revolution. Oh, yeah. So, maybe don't <laughs> assume. Maybe, oh, hey, maybe... Only Selena Gomez music I've heard. Is, you know. Maybe everybody who has a Hispanic last name makes Latin music. And who are you to assume that she would transition out That's of that and make pop like, music? That's the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Goldman's last name. Put him in real I thought... the creator? I, yeah, he's rap. <laughs> Ethan Gore. Well, let me see. Selena Gomez. I'm pretty sure her last album was actually... I heard something. About it could have been. It, yeah. it I just being, said um, It's not on Spotify? Or is this a different Selena Gomez? Oh, it might be a different person. <laughs> it might be a different... Yeah. You look up the oh, album title. Let's see. It's an EP. What? Yeah. Okay. And this... Yeah, it's in Spanish. Okay. Or at least the titles are in Spanish. I don't so know. So it is Latin music. Okay. Yes, I guess. If, yeah, as I long as it's in Spanish, Latin. it's Latin pop. Yeah, of course. Count it. She's Count probably, it. probably going to win. Yeah. I do want Family Ties to win Best Rap Song, though. I don't know if Kendrick's going to be there, but it'd be kind of cool. It would be kind of funny. Was Family Ties the first one or the second one? That was the first one. Oh, okay. I think Range Brothers was the second one. I like Rain Bro- Range Brothers. I do love Range Brothers. It'd be cool if they were both there, though, because th- it's such a weird dynamic because Kendrick's a short king and Baby <laughs> Keem is way taller than you expect him to be, so it looks really <laughs> strange when they stand next to each other. How tall is Baby Keem? Uh, like six foot, I think. Oh. And Kendrick's like five seven. Yeah, well, five Kendrick's very small. I saw a video of him with Shaq the other day, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> they did that one commercial, and that's like like a huge size difference. It was, yeah, like, oh, frick, I forgot what it was. It seemed like it was like a behind-the-scenes thing, where like like Kendrick like got him some soap. And he yeah, like, it was a, it was a I forgot the commercial. Was that was a commercial? Oh. Yeah, I forgot what it was for, though. Oh, freak. It didn't look scripted. It looked funny, but... Oh, it might have been, like, a... Yeah, behind the scenes. It might have. Because he, like, tried to do, like, a swish into, like, Shaq was doing, like, he had his arms out like a hoop, and then it, like, hit Shaq dead in the face. And nice. then, like, for, like, a second, you could see Kendrick was like, oh, snap, I just hit... <laughs> I just hit Shaq in the face with soap. And then Shaq, like, laughs it off, and then they, they dap up. It was pretty funny. And they kiss. And then they kiss, roughly. Baby Keem height, uh, according to exactnetworth.com, he's five foot seven inches. Really? According, let me let me check fullcelebs.com. Okay. Uh, this is five foot nine inches. These are not yes yeah, good. Is... Californiacelebrity.com. This is a good source. Well, Kendrick's five six. So Kendrick is a short king. He is a short king. The, okay, celeb- CaliforniaCelebrity.com says Baby Keem is 5'6", which we both know is false. Yeah. Because he stands next to Kendrick, and 
baby Keem's taller. So California celebrity is no longer a reputable source in my eyes. Which seems like a five eight is the correct answer. Okay. But he looks huge next to Kendrick, so I don't know. Well, Kendrick is very small. He is. And he often wears the opposite of platform shoes. True. <laughs> he 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 does uh, what is it? Shing Dynasty foot binding on himself, mm-hmm. so that he appears shorter. <laughs> he wants to be as short as possible. Absolutely. The short king movement is in full force, and he wants to be a part of that. Yes. I feel like in the Humble music video where he's like standing with all the guys on fire, <laughs> I feel like they had to put him on stilts. <laughs> yeah, no way you can find that many 5'6 dudes. <laughs> they got a milk crate for him to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think Family Ties is going to win, because of the weird height dynamics. Yes, I'm sure the Grammys has that in mind. Yes. And I think Industry Baby is going to win Best Melodic Performance because it's Lil Nas X who's popping and you have a white rapper on there, so it's automatically a dub. <laughs> True. Yeah, the Grammys do love white rappers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is Jack Harlow nominated for anything, or is it just that? He doesn't really have an album that came out, I don't think, in that time. So I think it's just Industry Baby is the main one. Because I think what's popping was, like, last year. I don't think he won for that either. Okay. So, I don't know. Jack Jack Harlow is just White Drake without the clout. <laughs> like like the, the freaking uh, Academy clout. Yeah, that's so. true. Although, Although white chicks really love this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Hide hide your wife or your girlfriend or whatever if Jack Harlow's out here. He's yeah. he's got the freaking curly hair, like, you know, white boy style. Like yes. that's so in right now. He is very um, cute. He has the middle part. Everybody loves him. Yep. Um very and hot. He's like he's like super okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's not he's not offensive. He's not offensively bad or like by, by white rapper standards of current day, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I don't know mu- much about white rappers of current most day. Most white rappers are like a uh, white savior complex, like I am the next Eminem, I will save hip hop even though it doesn't need me or it will never need me. Yeah. I don't think you can count Post as a white rapper anymore. I think I don't he, know what he's like a pop star. He he dropped the cornrows, so he's no longer a black rapper. But now yeah. he's uh <laughs> now he's a pop star. And all the super sick white rappers are like older now. So Yeah, like Nas. <laughs> I mean you got like you got LP and Ari the Rugged Man and freaking ASAP Rock and all of them, but those those are older guys. They've been around oh, the block. I thought you were talking um, about JPEG Mafia when you said LP. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nah, nah, nah. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. But, hey, <laughs> The white dudes are up and producing, though. Like, white producers are on one right now. Yeah. You got Alchemist, you got Kenny Beats. They are just, they're, they're. Phineas. Phineas, yes. <laughs> Technically. Uh, Jack Antonoff. Mm, very talented yes. white producer. Yep. Doesn't do any rap music. Although, that'd be interesting. I would, I would listen. I'd like to see a Jack Antonoff produce rap album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because. if I could ever see it. He goes from doing Lord and Taylor Swift to um, yeah. Jid. That could be interesting. That would be fun. Yeah, if Jid, if Jid for like Jid's got Christo as a like in-house producer at this point, which not a lot of people have in-house producers anymore. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a shift since there's so many good talent out there. But Jid just loses Christo, and then he's like, "Let me call off my friend <laughs> Jack Antonoff." Jack Antonoff. I really want my my album to really feel like folklore too, mm. just with an urban twist. 
I could definitely see some like underground dudes or more experimental dudes just like taking those and like making something great out of it. Hey, I mean, I I've heard crazier stuff happen. So. Yeah. A producer just doing something a little bit different, I don't think is too crazy. <laughs> Although it would be a lot of acoustic guitar. So that's all right. That's fine. We'll see you if can we do can some make weird work. stuff. I don't know if I've heard a rap album with a lot of acoustic guitar in it. Uh, Young Thug's last one had a couple. That's true. You know what? Yeah, uh, that Post Malone song had acoustic guitar in yeah. it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But. No, I can see the underground going crazy with that kind of stuff. Especially, like, Blue. Blue does a lot of jazz. That's like, true. You can just switch it up a little bit. Yeah, make um, it a little folkier. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. But these are, these are all hypothesis. Next week's the big rap week. So right. Stay tuned for that. Cause yes. Because good. Well, we got Billy Woods, uh, Freddie Git. No. Wait, yeah. Vince Staples. Vince Staples. That's it. Yeah. And Kendrick. All one day crazy. Crazy. And Jack Harlow. And Jack Harlow, wow. Very, I don't know. I don't know if he's Very impressive. Very yeah. impressive. Mm. Everybody loves Jack Harlow. Best in the game. My favorite part is uh, when he said, uh, what uh frick, we out here getting cuter? I don't remember. I don't remember. He did what say that. He did say that. Yeah. And then he said... It's like he didn't peak in high school. He's still out here getting that's cuter That's right. That is, uh, that is a very funny line. Yeah. I could see Kanye saying that, and it would be uh, yeah. lauded as a a, a masterpiece. It's, it's like when it's like when uh, Tyler Tyler did a uh, like an Amazon Prime show of like one of the concerts in L.A. Uh, same concert and everything that maybe Abjad went to, but oh. like they did the Amazon Prime video for it. Yeah, and like Vince Staples did a set, and nobody cared, and then as soon as Kelly just went out, just all the white women just started screaming. <laughs> That's Jack Harlow's presence right there. That's true. That's true. It's like you have one of the best rappers of your decade, like performing in front of you, and none of y'all care. And then Kaliuchi breathes, and everybody just like dies. I don't even know who that is. Kaliuchi. <laughs> How do you even spell that? Even. U uh, C H I S. U C H I S. Uchis. She's pretty wow. good. It's just like the insanity that happens. Like even at our show, like. I think we did pretty well for Vince. They were not showing Vince Love on the Amazon video. At least it didn't what look like. What the frick? Why would um, they not do that? I don't know. That happens a lot with Vince. It's weird. Um, although, even though it's in L.A., there was like it was the whitest crowd because I think it's just all like the rich L.A. influencers that went. Oh, really? Which is a shame because L.A. is horrible. So it's especially when like all of them are from L.A. and they have to deal with that. It kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Well. I- I wonder was it televised that like they wanted a specific crowd for the Amazon? I don't think so. No. no. Okay. No, I think I don't know if this was even planned too far ahead of time. I think because people have had tickets for like months at this True. point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even at our concert, like the levels were pretty good in there for like Vince and stuff. And uh, but as soon as Kelly just came out, everybody stood up for like the whole thirty minute set. I don't know. I, this it is crazy nuts. that I've never even heard of her. <laughs> she like she's she's huge. It, it's it's uh, I don't know. She's not like mainstream mainstream, but she's pretty she's pretty big. She has eighteen and a half million monthly listeners, and this is yeah. the first time I've heard of her name. <laughs> how, how she's a flower boy. Oh okay, okay. I did I did That's listen. Probably to that. like the only thing you would have known her from. Uh, yeah, she's not bad. She's pretty good. Okay, but no Vince Staples slander ever. Even if I think you're doing it, like. It's I like, didn't well, say I want anything. the crowd to go crazy, you know? Oh. 
Like yeah. he's playing North North for you live in person in his home city and yarn and going crazy. Well, I mean, it's not that good of a song. <laughs> it's not that good of a song. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough music content. That's enough music content. I think we that took talked about, about random topics for a good amount of time. Well, we had to fill time somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are very concerned about the uh, logistics of running a podcast. They say that you need to have it at least an hour. All good podcasts are over an hour long. I suppose. Yeah. I think, um, I think Cole Kushner actually said that. I don't think Cole Kushner ever goes over an hour. <laughs> Usually, at least. <laughs> oh, yeah? What about Pride? Coward? I think Pride was pretty short. I Wait, think Fear took two episodes. Fear was the one that took two yeah. episodes. Which deserves two episodes. That song is nuts. But it's very long. And it's everybody's favorite song. It is my favorite from Damn, so... My favorite song from Damn is Humble. <laughs> I'm a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Kendrick song is Humble. <laughs> Followed very closely by All the Stars. <laughs> Featuring SZA. Featuring SZA. And that's only because SZA is great. Yeah. I said that as a joke, but SZA is pretty SZA good. Is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to Control yet. But I think it's on one of our lists. It's been on our list for a while. Yeah. I don't remember whose list it was on, but it's on somewhere. I think it's on mine. Somewhere. Uh, I think it's on meh. For, yeah, it is. Just to fill a meh space. Just to fill a meh space. Exactly right. I saw someone was confused about where Joe Holly, Joe Holly went, and I don't know why they said that. Because Did it's, we talk about that at all? I don't think so. But I get confused because there's like Tally Hall and Joe Hawley and Miracle Music. I don't know what's happening with the theater kids. <laughs> I, I'm confused. There's like three separate things going on there. They, what was it? It was on... Um, Whatever's on our wheels on our wheels. <laughs> it was on uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, Someone okay. said, I got quite lost. What happened to Joe Hawley, Joe Hawley? I'm like, I don't know. Nothing. Come eventually. We didn't That's talk like, about it. Yeah. I don't know if we made a joke about Joe Hawley, Joe Hawley. I didn't say anything. I don't remember saying anything. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, it's possible. It might happen. I mean, it's possible. We have a lot of stuff on our viewer wheel. I also have it on my list as a goof. Oh. I don't know. We'll get to it eventually. I haven't listened to it. We're back to actually posting like good albums though. So yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, I'm actually, a not weird. a fan. It felt good, but it was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, speaking of good albums, LP is dropping later today. Yes. Our reaction, JPEG Mafia, uh, finishing out the, uh, JPEG Mafia trilogy, kind of. Not, it's not a trilogy, but his main three. It's, it's the main three trilogy for now. Yeah. Until he does something new. And then it's going to be a, a quartet. Quartet. Um, but I think I think we said in a video like we're probably gonna take a break from JPEG Mafia for a minute. Yes. Because we've done all three of his albums in like a couple months. Or probably not that. It's like five months maybe. But I don't I know. When Veteran came out. I don't uh, know. Veteran came out four months ago. Okay. 
So we've done them in kind of rapid succession. But mm-hmm. Cornballs was in uh, a fan suggestion. It was on the wheel. And then LP was just on the pull. Yep. So we'll be doing The Dreaming. And then Mitski be the cowboy. Yeah. And then we'll either be doing a bab, bab jab thing. Or we'll be doing uh, just another one of mine, I guess. Probably a bab jab one. Yeah, I'm we need to get him on. Chance the rapper. True. <laughs> yeah, that that is very true. Last time we got Playboy Cardi, so let's hope mm-hmm. that we get a, a whole lot of very red. Fun. Just to really rub the salt in my eyes. <laughs> That'd be interesting to listen on camera too. So. <laughs> so yeah. I think uh, I'm going into a tunnel. Okay. So I might break up. I, I might break up. The signal might go bad. Okay. So just warning you, if it ever cuts out, that would be why. <laughs>